Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Tom Brady pulled one out again, buddy. Wow. Tough one, but glad we won. You know, there's ones we haven't pulled out, and I know I haven't been in the best of moods. So when we do pull it out, I'm going to be happy and enjoy it. And uh, we've got a really huge game this coming Sunday for a division championship. So I'm going to celebrate the win and uh, now get ready to move on to the Carolina Panthers. Let's go presented by Hertz at Hertz. You can change scenery without ever changing your standards. That's right. No matter where you are with Hertz, you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your let's go moment unforgettable. Visit Hertz.com to book today. Hertz, let's go. Hertz, let's go. I love that. Let's yeah, well, are you hurts today like it hurts, or are you hurts like you're going to get a vehicle? I'm feeling good. So I have not felt good the last few Mondays. This Monday, I'm feeling good. We won. wasn't pretty, but we found a way, and uh, that's all that matters. We came alive when it mattered the most, and we've done that a few times this year. So I don't th- feel like we're ever out of a game. We've got a few games this year where it was just bad. Chiefs game, 49er game, you know, all those other ones have been really tight. And, you know, we've won our fair share. We've lost our fair share. And, you know, we just got to got to keep making it better. That's what football season's all about. Yet you're a process guy and you're striving for perfection. And this looks ugly. It's looked ugly for a long time. Uh, but you have found a way to win. You're leading the division, a chance to wrap up the division. So ultimately, you're just trying to win a game, as you've told us in the NFL. And it's hard to win a game. But this process... Um, it's flawed. It just it just doesn't look right. Uh, can you get this corrected? And how do you do it? I think there's such high expectations, you know, for every time we take the field, and I'm 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 cool with that. You know, I think we're all, you know, we have a lot of talented players, done some great things in the league, and I think for us, it's just about believing in each other, trusting one another to do their job, and then ultimately making the plays when it comes their way. You know, like we did there in the fourth quarter, you know, we, we had a lot of great plays in the fourth quarter. You know, we trusted the protection. You know, I trusted the routes. I made good quality throws. Guys came up with big catches t- in tight coverage. So, you know, we believe we're capable of making those plays. Um, you know, how we do that over the over the over four quarters. Um, you know, we played Cincinnati two weeks ago. We played great first half football and then, you know, just handed them the game in, in the second half with five turnovers and this game, you know, we, they got a couple turnovers, made a couple good plays and, you know, but we found a way to come back down 10 on the road in the NFL, which is pretty tough to do. So, you know, nobody has really separated themselves. A few teams I think that are really good quality teams are playing good football and have throughout the year. It's a lot of teams and most of the teams aren't playing that way that this year for some reason. And, um, you know, speaks to a lot of different things in the NFL, but all these games are close. They're going to come down to just a few plays at the end. And whether you win it six to three or 34, 31, you know, you're, you're, at the end of the day, you're just trying to score more than the other team. And uh, I'm glad we glad we did that yesterday. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. We're here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. USAA. Tom, you were proficient with the football. 
during the first portion of this season, uh, first 10, 11, 12 games, the last three, uh, a number of turnovers and two more uh, last night, which I know causes you uh, not to be able to sleep uh, <laughs> in addition to flying on a red eye. But what's going on with your ball security? Uh, it's not. It hasn't been as good. I figured on Christmas, you know, they always say it's better to give than to receive. So uh, not that I want to explain away those two interceptions, but Marco Wilson had a hell of a few Christmas presents for me. <laughs> what was it like playing on Christmas Day? A first for you? Yeah, it was. It was good. Um, you know, I, I I thought, you know, at first you kind of see the schedule come out. And you think, oh, I don't know, Christmas Day, and then you know you get there, and what a blessing to be able to play. So it was a, uh, you know, working on Christmas, first time in my career. I guess I, a little like Santa Claus, and uh, ironically, I think we actually have the same forty time. So. <laughs> it, it was enjoyable. It was certainly enjoyable uh, for us to get the win, which which was the best part of the day. So why does the team come from behind? What wakes you up? I mean, we saw it against the Saints with those last few seconds. Here you're down by 10. It just looks terrible all night. Uh, you've done this repeatedly throughout your career, but let's talk about the most recent. Why does it come together so late? We saw the no huddle. That seemed to change the uh trajectory of the game when you went into that but but what happens when you play 58 minutes and it's awful and then two minutes and it's like super successful yeah and we've had that quite a bit this year and I think our tempo has been really good for us and I think that's probably when we're at our most efficient is our ability to play fast and make plays and 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 move the sticks and I, I think we just for for one reason or another, you know, it, it, all, it usually comes down to some simple things when you look at it. You know, it's field position. Obviously, turnovers are the number one contributing factor to wins or losses. And we have done a good job of that for the most part this year until the last few weeks where, you know, we, we you know, certainly the Cincy game was one where we just let the ball get away from us way too many times. Yesterday, same thing. I can live with them making good plays. I can't live with them, us just gifting them. And I certainly have gifted a few of them in the last three or four weeks. So, you know, I got to tighten that up. Then it comes down to penalties. We had a few really good plays there early in the game, and, and you know, penalties kept us from getting the ball in the end zone. So that's a problem. You know, field position, you know, a lot of times comes down to, you know, tackling, making plays in special teams, and, you know, that's a factor. Then scoring points in the red area. You know, we haven't done a good job of, of scoring a lot of points in a red area. So, you know, there's just a – a lot of things add up, you know, it's, it's okay. You know, we, it, I'm glad we made the plays there in the fourth quarter that we did. I'm glad we made the plays in overtime the way that we did. Shinovera uh, is very thin and, you know, we've missed out a few games this year on a couple two point conversions, which have been frustrating that didn't allow us to tie a few of those games at the end. So, you know, we're just going to keep working at it. You know, I think we're resilient. We're seven and eight has obviously not the record that, we all hope for, but it is what it is. And we're at, we're at, it's, we've got a two game season left and our whole season's ahead of us. And we have a championship game on Sunday. So if you can't get your juices up for that, you know, you, you got a problem, uh, you know, playing football because this is the type of game you got to dream about playing in and, you know, to win it qualifies us for the postseason. And, you know, this team's Carolina, they played really well the other day. So, they're very talented too. They've got some really talented players, and, and that's what it should be about this time of year. Good, good football teams playing hard-nosed football with everything on the line, with everything at stake, and we're going to see what we're made of. 
Was that uh, your Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer imitation uh, yesterday come from behind to win on Christmas Day? <laughs> I guess so. You know, I maybe have a little bit in common. I guess I had a red nose on occasion, but we uh, we did come through a little bit yesterday. Our whole team did. Could have been a lot redder for everybody else. They were playing outside, and it was just awful. And you found a balmy Christmas with the roof open in Glendale uh, at the stadium there. They didn't even have to close it because it was a, a frigid, what, 64 degrees? 64. It was a nice night for football. I guess my, my similar to Rudolph, I think my nose was a little red from a little anger from – the way that we were playing early in the game. But uh, it brightened up in the at the end of the night, and uh, just happy we got a win. You know, going out to Arizona, playing in the desert on Christmas, um, you know, it was very unique. So I've had some unique experiences in football. I've not had a chance to play on Christmas. It's my first time playing a regular season game in Glendale, so there was a lot of firsts that happened yesterday. That's not the fondest of memories for you, uh, is it? Uh, David Tyree perhaps came to mind. I mean, are you really going there today, Scratchy? What's up with that? I mean, I prefer to think of the Malcolm Butler play against Seattle. So <laughs> there you, you know, go. The, the bad ones I'm trying to eliminate. The good ones, those those will stick with me. A little bit selective. Did you think about that though when you went out on that field? Either of them? I actually did. You know, and, and I I I remember just kind of those experiences. I actually, you know, it's gonna those those games are imprinted in your mind forever they were so significant and you know if you're a fan of football you know those games were unbelievable another game where we didn't really have our best offensive performance against the Giants in 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 the 07 season so you know if that's a unique thing about football it all comes down to a couple plays here or there as long as that game is three hours long it always seems like there's a few plays that really decide it and um you know one of those games, we made the play. Another game we didn't. Yesterday, we made more plays than they did. And that's why it led to a, a great flight home on Christmas night. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. We're here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by American Express. And it's easy to get excited about going to a game. You love hearing the sound of the whistle, smelling the game day concessions. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of the game. And you know that Amex will be there every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express, don't live life without it. You're going to have to live without now another offensive lineman who's gone down, Josh Wells. Yeah. Uh, your team has just been decimated on the offensive line. Uh, he tore a patella tendon uh, yeah. yesterday, and uh, he'll now be out for the season. He joins that long list. Uh, Werf's uh, playing through injury. Uh, yeah. Jensen. Marpet retires. We don't have to go through it all, Gronk and so forth. Yeah. Um, how are you doing this with folks, uh, you know, trying to piecemeal this whole thing together all year with guys who are not used to these positions, with guys you're not used to? Well, I think that's the challenge of the football season is, you know, you kind of have this idea in the offseason of what you want the team to look like. And every week it changes and you've got to be able to adapt and adjust. And nobody likes losing their starting center who's, kind of have a linchpin of that whole group up front, you know, in training camp, the first week of training camp. Um, and we dealt with injury at left tackle all season long. We've had some injuries at left guard. Um, we've had injuries at right tackle. It's definitely, you know, not how you want it to go, but I, I will say every team deals with it. And the teams that deal with it the best are the ones that usually have the best seasons because I can think of, 
you know, maybe a couple seasons where the team was healthy throughout. Um, but it's a hard thing to do. It's a contact sport. It's a demolition derby. And I feel horrible for Josh. You know, he went in there yesterday. He was so excited to play, so excited to go out there and help the team. And, you know, gets in there on a play. Uh, and before he got injured, the play before that, he actually got hurt on his other knee. He said in the huddle, I can make it. I'm good. I'm good. Let me keep going. And put all his weight on his left leg. And then, you know, sure enough, uh, kind of a seasoning, season-ending injury. So I think our heart, my heart goes out to him. And, uh, you know, knowing what he's put into it. And for all the guys that aren't out there, this is what we dream of doing. This is nobody wants to be hurt. Everybody wants to go contribute. So, you know, you sympathize with them. You have empathy for kind of the long process of rehabilitation. At the same time, you know, you still got to go out there and do your job to the best of your ability. And that's what all those guys tried to do. And guys have stepped in and played big roles. My career started because Drew Bledsoe took a, a, a catastrophic hit by Mo Lewis. I mean, so gives different people opportunities to go in there and play and show what they can do. And, you know, if you're a player that's going to be around for a while, you usually take advantage of those opportunities when they're presented, even though you hate to see anybody go down with significant injuries. Are any of these guys coming back? Uh, is Jensen going to come back if you make the playoffs? What's going on with, with some of these folks? I think that's still to be determined. I know he's been very vigilant with his rehab. I don't know. I don't think anyone knows right now. I know he's a lot closer than uh, – and I know he's itching to be out there. I see him every day. I try to encourage him every day. That would be a big boost if that did happen, but I'm not sure the probability at this point. Another big boost would be Gronk. Apparently the team made contact with Gronk. Coach Bowles said that uh, there had been some contact, and he decided that he's going to stay retired uh, for this moment. Um <laughs> Your thoughts on the possibility of Gronk maybe not being unretired looking forward to next year. I know you're trying to get through this season, but uh, it doesn't seem like that door is totally closed. I know. I, you know, I heard of that last week and, uh, you know, I love, look, nobody loves Gronk more than me other than probably his mom and dad and brothers, but he's, um, he's, he's like family to me. Um, he's kind of <laughs> like one of my kids actually. So every now and then I got to put him in timeout for misbehaving you know, for, for eating paste and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, whatever he ever decides in the future, I'll be fully supportive. What flavor paste does, do, you have to, do you have to put him in timeout for? <laughs> you know, sniffing glue, eating paste, all those childlike things that you know, sometimes he gets into. Well, if Gronk unretires again, does that kind of set the stage for your next unretirement? <laughs> Well, I think next time I decide to retire, that's it for me. So whenever that day comes, we'll figure it out. Do you even contemplate that at this point? Uh, I really don't. Uh, you know, I think what I really realized last year was, you know, you got to be really sure to, to do that. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, it's a lot of people have kind of gone through a situation, how you feel when the season ends versus, you know, two or three later. So. I'm going to take my time uh, whenever that time does come. In the meantime, I have a hugely important job the team's asking me to do, and I want to go out there and I want to play my best these last two weeks of the regular season. We're here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. 
What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. So much more when we return with Tom Brady right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Stay with us. Hey there, everybody. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbacast. If you like your baseball analysis with a dash of joy and fun, then boy, oh boy, do I have the podcast for you. Jordan and I break down all things MLB and beyond twice a week, every Monday and Thursday here on Baseball Barbacast. You can download the Baseball Barbacast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I guarantee a good time. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team at k.com slash truefans and celebrate the love of the game with K. You know, we touched on it for a brief moment, but uh, Christmas by yourself with your teammates in a hotel in Arizona, you contemplated last week. What did it turn out to be like? It was exactly that. It was exactly what we thought it would be. And um, I think some of these trips can actually be very bonding. Uh, we had that trip to Germany this year, which was, you know, we had three or three or four days in Germany. Um, it was great for our team to be together. Everyone's in the in the cafeteria eating together. We're doing meetings. We're kind of all, you know, it feels like we're going away to camp. And this was another one of those experiences. We left on Friday. The 23rd, you know, yeah, we all missed, you know, being with our family and our kids. And, you know, if you can't be that way because that they schedule you on Christmas Day, then, you know, the next best place to be is with all your friends and, and you know, playing a, playing a sport you love. And I know there's a lot of people who had so many congratulatory messages, even after it was an ugly win. And I've got a lot of ugly wins this year. But, you know, I think everyone's in it with you. Your family and friends are in it with you the whole way when you're, you know, going through the type of season that we've had. So, we're fighting hard. We're fighting to the end. I'm glad when we kind of come out ahead, gives everyone a lot of joy, gives everyone a lot of excitement. And, uh, you know, there's nothing better than that to, to provide that for, you know, your family when you can. I think you've probably seen over the course of your career what your family goes through, what your friends go through, the people who are cheering for you who are watching television or in the box or in the stands. It's excruciating for them. They have zero control. They really only care about you getting up after every play and then you're winning the game. But during the course of that time, hey, it's painful for them. They don't want to see you get hit. Yeah. They don't want to see you throw yeah. interceptions. They're MFing yeah. the refs. They're doing everything. Yep. When you know that's going on or you see those tapes and you know how tough these games are to watch, particularly when the team doesn't play well, yeah. um, how do you handle managing that with them? I think it comes down to perspective. And, you know, even, you know, thinking about yesterday's game, you know, it, there's a lot of different things that can happen in those games. You can it lose the game. You can suffer like, like Arizona did. You can suffer a significant injury like we talked about Josh Wells facing. Um, you could be dealing with other things in life that are challenging. So I think you just always should have perspective and count your blessings. To wake up on Christmas Day and to have the opportunity to go do a job that you love is a blessing. And win or lose, it's a blessing. Um, the fact that you make out of the game healthy is a blessing. The fact of the matter that I showed up at home today and my oldest son flew in at, you know, 8 a.m., that's a blessing. You know, that I get to celebrate Christmas with, 
you know, my kids is a blessing, you know, so you can look at things and the way that, you know, people will talk about you on TV or they'll talk about you when they write about you. And, you know, those are hard things when they're not going well, but at the same time, for me and my career, what do I think of? I think it's gone right so many times for me. I mean, beyond imagination, how many times we've been on the great side and how many wonderful, incredibly kind stories have been written too. So, you know, there's no, you know, no one goes through life unscathed, you know, no one goes through life without the challenges and adversities that, you know, so many people face. And, I, you know, we face them in the moment, you know, like I always said, we're not actors out there. This isn't, I don't get a, a take two or a take three, you know, you got to try to do it the right way. And you're held accountable for split second decisions you make, or, you know, you miss a pass and, you know, the world comes to an end. And I think you should <laughs> have the perspective to think, all right, you know, I'm putting a lot into it and everyone wants to make all these plays. And sometimes you just don't. And, you know, again, fortunately, I've been on the right side of it so many times that I have no complaints when things don't go the way that, you know, I wish they would hope. And, and that's just, that's kind of how I get through some of those challenging times. And I really try to encourage my family to do the same. Going to follow up on that in just a moment. Jim Gray and Tom Brady, our program is brought to you by Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. From tender grilled steaks to decadent desserts and an impeccable wine list. Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse will surpass your expectations by treating you to an extraordinary dining experience. Visit delfriscos.com to make your reservations. I asked you this question many, many years ago, so I'm going to revisit it. Did you ever sure. Google yourself? Uh, yeah, I definitely have. And when you see something and it's not favorable, sometimes it can be mean, sometimes just be 100%. Facts are all wrong. How do you handle it? You kind of know what happened in the moment. You know what the situation is. And I think you could take two approaches. You know, you can let things bother you, every one of them, and or you can just let it roll off your back. And that's kind of how I've chosen to do it. You know, I've, and everyone's got a different way of dealing with it based on their personality. Look, whatever's said or written, you know, most people don't have all the information and it's there's some bias with that. So... I, I do believe it's much harder on people that, uh, you know, have no control, people that, you know, my family, my friends that, you know, see things. And, and often, you know, people, they take everything for, you know, as if it's exactly the right way or exactly the word. And a lot of people, you know, they're just trying to fill the airwaves and fill time and fill space. And not that, you know, they don't have a credible opinion. It might not be, you know, credible to me, but, you know, for them it's credible and, you know, you respect the things that are positive. You respect the things that are negative. You may not agree with them, but that's just part of being in this job and part of being, having, um, you know, the opportunity to go out there and do something I love and being judged for it. And you're judged by wins and losses. You're judged by your performance. And do you always want people to say the nice things? Yeah, of course, but it's just not the reality of life. And um, So I does that mean that, you care about what's said or you really don't care? No, I, I really don't care. I really don't care because I – you know, what do I care most about? I care most about how the people that are really in that battle with me, you know, when you're the man in the arena, how do they feel about you? Do you have to respect your teammates and your coaches? You know, are you playing as hard as you can? Is Are you putting the work in to try to get the process the right way? If you're not and you're half-assing it, it, it could really strike a chord when people say, hey, he's really half-assing it. But I never really felt like I've ever done that. I always feel like I try to lay it out there on the line for my teammates and for all the people that watch me and the fans and 
you know, I, I, if, I, if I do that, you know, even if it doesn't go away, I feel like I can sleep much better at night. Do you feel that the media sets the tone that creates a narrative? And I'm going to point you to something here that you may or may not be aware of after you, after you respond to that. Uh, I mean, yeah, definitely. Cause there's, you know, there's, they can speak to something and, you know, when they say that, you know, that can, you know, at the end of the day, shape a lot of opinions, but yeah, that's pretty natural. And I think that's in lots of walks of life, certainly in all the media coverage, you get that flavor quite a bit. So Chris Collinsworth last night on NBC said something about a play that you had with Russell Gage. Um, and this comes on the heels of what we've talked about earlier. Uh, just the lack of point production, red zone, third downs, and so forth. He said, and I quote, I don't know what I'm seeing anymore. This is like watching LeBron James miss a layup. What's the question? The question is, <laughs> that sets a narrative that Tom Brady isn't what he used to be. So you've gone from GOAT to why is he still playing the game to rallying the team against the Saints to having bad games, bad performances on the team to back to rallying the team again and winning. So everybody's taking this roller coaster, but the narrative gets set uh, that we're not seeing what we're expecting to see uh, from Tom Brady. How does Tom Brady react to that? And, and how does Tom Brady's family and closest react to that? Oh, I'm sure it's pretty natural covering a game. And look, I'm going to get a chance to cover some games here shortly at some <laughs> point. So maybe I get a chance to fire back at everyone else. Um, but yeah, I think that's just, you know, that's natural for a commentator to have his opinion. And I don't know whether you agree with it or not. It's just an opinion. And I think for me, I just, I try to control what I can control. And look, the game ended up, you know, do I miss passes? A hundred percent. Absolutely. God, I wish I, I wish I completed every pass. I wish, you know, I'm sure every golfer wishes every seven iron was in into the hole. I'm sure every three point shooter wishes they made them all. Sometimes you miss, you know, you make hard ones. Sometimes you, you miss easy ones and that's just part of it. So, um, you know, I'm glad we came back and won the game. I thought we played our best in the fourth quarter in overtime, which is, you know, when it mattered the most and we needed it the most. So I still think there's a lot to be gained from, you know, yesterday's experience, even though do I wish we'd have scored 50 points? Yeah, but we didn't, but we found a way to win. And I think that's going to build a lot of character for our team and continue to, you know, have a belief in ourselves and one another that we can, you know, come through even when the situation doesn't quite look as good as we had hoped at the start of the day. Let's just set the record straight. Were you a guy who could dunk the ball, or was it, in fact, a layup, and did you miss a lot of layups? <laughs> I did miss a lot of layups. Um, you know, I, I, I first tried to touch the net, then I tried to touch the backboard. There was a very <laughs> brief moment in time where I, had, I could get just enough over the top of the rim to dunk, but it didn't last very long. Probably my senior year through high school, through about my junior year in college, I could have enough vertical off one leg to get up there and dunk so it was very short-lived well that must have been the moment that you created your own apparel line called brady brand you can check it out at bradybrand.com including <laughs> the new brady pant i'm sure everybody can go still get a good christmas gift bradybrand.com get comfortable and feel much better brady brand let's go so is, is that logo kind of you uh, uh holding that ball like mj uh it's a little different it's a little different, but it's a, uh, no, he's pretty unique and he set the stage for a lot of athletes and nobody was as big a fan of Michael Jordan as I was. He was an amazing guy and he set the table for a lot of us. So we should all be grateful for kind of his charisma, what he brought to the court, 
and uh, he's a he's he's a good friend of mine now. So I really enjoy the time I get to be with him. It's on to the Carolina Panthers. They're coming to Tampa. You you faced them in Week Seven. Uh, they dominated the game, winning twenty-one to three. A lot has changed since Week Seven, and uh, they'll have a, a different quarterback at the helm. And uh, you'll have a, a patched up offensive line. A- everything's much different, and everything is on the line. Do you gain much from that first game, or, or are you looking at what they did in their last uh, game against Detroit, where they just were so proficient running the ball, keeping the other offense off the field, and uh, and how they've improved uh, in all areas of the game? Yeah, they play. They're playing better, and and they're playing well. And, and, and you know, they traded away some of their better players, and they fired their coach. And this is a resilient team. They rushed the passer. You know, they're they're rushing the they're they're rushing the football. Uh, Sam had a great game yesterday, so it's a big game, and they're a good football team, and they're an ascending football team. So, you know, if there's not a sense of urgency for this game, then that's what it's got to be. This is this is a championship game, man. I don't give a shit what the records are. We're out there to go out there and play our best, and to beat a team that's a division rival that got the best of us the last time. And we got to go out there and score more than three points, or else we're not going to win. We got to go out and play as well as we possibly can against a team that's got a really good D line. They're very athletic at linebacker. They have playmakers in the secondary. It's going to be a big challenge for us. And I've always thought, Jim, if you're going to have a losing record, you've at least got to make the playoffs. <laughs> All right, Tom, a lot is on the line. Uh, belated Merry Christmas. I know you'll be tuning into this Michigan game. If you get a brief moment uh, as they uh, uh, compete for a national championship, they've got TCU. Uh, I know your eyes will be on that as well. Michigan football has had a bit of a revival the last few years, and uh, it's been really fun to to watch them and see what Coach Harbaugh has been able to do. And, uh, you know, they've been pretty irrelevant for a long time. So the fact that that program is back, getting great players in the big games, you know, that's kind of what I remember from my college experience. We always played in the big games. We rose to the occasion, and I'm hoping the Wolverines can do it this year. This is as good a chance they've ever had to – you know, win this game and be in a national championship, which would be incredible for all the Wolverines who support that team year-round and support that program. Maybe to those players and those families who put a lot into it. So um, I'm really excited to watch. All right, Tom. Uh, we will talk to you on January 2nd. Happy New Year, and have a great game against Carolina. Thanks, Scratchy. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas to all the listeners. I hope you guys had a great holiday and with your families and uh, more football to come. And I'm excited to be out there this Sunday and hopefully we play a lot better and you get the happiest of me next Monday, which I would very much look forward to. Well, it sure is a lot easier when you win. Boy, is this tough yes, it when is. you don't. Yes, it is. Oh, you're telling me. Fortunately, we haven't had to do that uh, over the course of all this time we've been together. So <laughs> it's, it's made it much more enjoyable. So, uh, Thank you, Tommy. Have a great New Year. Tom Brady's our expert, and uh, any athlete will tell you it helps to work with an expert for buying or refinancing a home. Your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by the number one mortgage lender in America, United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Let's go, presented by Hertz. So thanks to our terrific producer and a happy new year to Dave the Snake Hagen, as well as to our production assistant, Harris Fabishoff. Great thanks to our sponsors, Hertz, American Express, USAA, Bank of America, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, 
Brady Brand, and Del Frisco's. Let's Go, presented by Hertz. The podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions and Scratchy Productions in collaboration with Shadow Lion. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will talk to you again next week right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.